This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Now, RNIB is currently working hard to create a wider and stronger community of blind and partially sighted people. Initially, this is going to be done by bringing RNIB membership, the Campaigns Network and Action Connect together. The community is made up of blind and partially sighted people, friends, families and supporters. Now with me to explain more about this move and uh, make sense of all of this is Ian Gentle, a member of the steering group for this scheme. Hi Ian. Hello Steve. So maybe we can start off by uh, Ian telling us what the purpose is of this community. Um, Yes. Basically, what we want to do is to bring together blind and partially sighted people and their families, carers, supporters into a national, local and regional network. Um, It's not a club. (laughs) That's that's not what we're trying to create here. Uh, It's much more, think of it as a very, very large and varied um, and diverse support group, peer support group. So the blind and partially sighted people are helping other blind and partially sighted people. And that, that's, that's the basic concept of the, of the idea. A lot of work went into the creation of RNIB membership. And very successful work as well. I think we've now, the last time I checked, we've got about 14,000 members, I think. But that is actually quite a small number in terms of the number of blind and partially sighted people in the country, which is arguably around 2 million. Some would say more. And only a small number of that 14,000 actually attend members' forums and vote in the elections. So what we wanted to do was expand the way in which we are accountable to and representative of the people RNIB serve. And the single community project is an attempt to do exactly that. So is it fair to say then, Ian, that what we're looking at here is a group of blind and partially sighted people who are obviously going to be focused on the work of RNIB and Action for Blind People and all of that, but also a bit more outward looking as well into the bigger issues that affect them? Exactly so, Justine. What we're hoping to create is, if you think of the way that RNIB membership works at the moment, it's split up into regions. Now, what we want to do is create more autonomy in the regions so that the role of member representatives, we are recommended, is changed to something we're going to call voluntary community leaders. They will have much more power and ability and responsibility so that they will be able to address local needs as they vary around the country. Let's take, for instance, an area like, off the top of my head, East Midlands. Now, the needs of blind and partially sighted people in Leicester, shall we say, are going to be very different from those of, uh, shall we say, those in Papelwick, Nottinghamshire. (laughs) But the, the, the voluntary community leadership team will be able to look at the needs of all those people and address them locally so that what you need... You tell the voluntary community leadership team what you want, and they will help you do it. Now, of course, there will be other local organizations. There are all over the country, we know, um, some large, some small, many of them already known to us. But it will be a matter of you know, hooking people up with those organizations. But also, I will say that the, 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 the single community will also be, if you like, the front door to all RNIB and actions services around the country. 
No, right. So you, you're looking at no, this is another prong in this, which is that, you know, the services that exist within the charities of RNIB and Action for Blind People will also be exposed as well. So it really is a way of, of connecting people together and sharing all these different resources uh, between not only the services of RNIB and Action for Blind People, but services and, and experiences of other blind people themselves. Exactly right. You see, there's a wealth of experience out there that we're not tapping into. Um, what we really want is about empowerment. What we really want is for people to help us design the services that they want to be delivered in the way that they want. And that's going to vary around the country. It's going to vary from um, age group to age group, from different groups for different reasons. But we want people to tell us the way, what services they want and the way they want them delivered. And the best we see the single community as a way of, of making that happen. So it's a single community, but it's, it's focused in local areas, but it also has the ability to come together for big national campaigns as well. Ex- exactly so. So there's a, a lot of work, I guess, involved in all of this, Ian. <laughs> you wouldn't chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what happened was that RNIB members... Uh, in the, re- the strategy review we had about three years ago, they all made it uh, very clear that what they wanted was uh, for membership to be extended, for more blind and partially sighted people to be given a voice. And the steering group was set up to have a look at how this could be done. Now, the steering group comprises only three trustees. I'm one of them, David Quigley is another, and Ellie Southwood is uh, chair. But there are, I think, five or six are UK member representatives. There are representatives from campaigns. These are blind and partially sighted people I'm talking about. And there are representatives from uh, Action Connect. Um, And the whole thing is supported by members of staff. So it's been blind and partially sighted people who are involved with RNIB Action and Action Connect and campaigns who have actually been working on on this project. Does this solve the problem of lack of engagement that you seem to have identified with RNIB membership? I won't go so far as to say that we solve it, because I don't think problems like this have solutions. I think what, what you do is you, you make things better, you improve. We want more people to become engaged, we want more people to become uh, part of the community, we want more people to have a voice. I don't think we'll ever get to the stage where everybody has a voice. But, well, yeah. you, you, you'll, ne- you'll never get everyone to engage. I mean, there are some people who just will not want to engage, and that's, that's also but, fair. That's absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. I mean, there's, there's one other area I, I really should stress while, 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 while we've got time, Steve, which is uh, governance. A major change is being proposed to governance. At the moment, uh, RNIB members vote for regional representatives. Those representatives go to UK forums and they vote for trustees, which is how I became a trustee. Now we're proposing to change that. What the steering group is recommended is we go to a system of one person, one vote. However, the only people who will be entitled to vote will be blind and partially sighted people, and the only people who will be entitled to stand for office will be blind and partially sighted people. Now, this is not to discriminate against, you know, sighted family and friends and supporters. 
but we consider it absolutely vital that blind and partially sighted people take the leadership of the organisation. In fact, at the moment, RNIB Group and Charity have it in the Royal Charter and the Memorandum and Articles of Association that 75% of the board must be blind or partially sighted people. But we want to extend that right the way through. And we want all blind and partially sighted people to be able to vote for trustees to the RNIB board. Because, of course, this, that, a result of that will be a greater influence uh, in the work of RNIB. I, I guess more credible uh, response as well from the membership and from people who are part of the community. Well, the, 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 the words I use are accountability mm. and, uh, and responsibility. We are accountable to the people we serve and representative of the people we serve. And if we have blind, or if we did not have 100% blind and partially sighted people voting for us, if there were, if you like, sighted people voting for us, that would undermine that credibility. It, it sounds like an incredible uh, amount of work that's gone into this. Uh, where do you see this in five years then? What's the, what's the goal in the end? What, what would you like to see different that's not happening today? Oh, what I'd, what I'd love to see different. Where do, where do I begin the <laughs> shopping list on this? And then um, I ask you to do it in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love, love there to be a community of blind and partially sighted people somewhere along the lines that deaf people who are sign language users have a community. Mm. They have a community because they have a language. They mm. have a culture. Now, blind and partially sighted people are isolated because <laughs> you tend not to meet. I mean, you might actually walk down the street and accidentally clash with another white stick, but that happens very, very rarely. And you might not know you've done it either. Well, quite so. So you don't walk down the street and go, oh, look, there's another blind person. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen. But if we can create a network, a community, so that we have that kind of powerful voice, so that we can speak with a voice locally, regionally, and nationally, that would be a result. If we also get to the stage where the community I envisage, and I think the steering group envisages, which is where blind and partially sighted people are actually sharing their experiences in a peer-to-peer support uh, method uh, and culture to our mutual benefit, we will actually make life better for all, for all of us. And that's what I'm hoping to see five years down the line. Well, I wish you all the best, Ian. We'll come back to you in five years. <laughs> uh, Ian Gentle, a uh, member of the steering group for this uh, very uh, ambitious scheme. Thank you for joining us in Insight. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.